Good morning. I am Associate Minister Karen McCoy. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. And God, I thank you for calling me to do your work. I ask now, God, for your presence, for your anointing, and that your word might flow and reach the hearts of your people. Use me and hide me behind the cross. These and all of the things I ask in your name. Amen. Continuing with our series, New Normal Everyday Worship, I want to speak to you today from the topic, A Roadmap to Everyday Worship. The who, what, when, where, how, and the why. Turn with me, if you will, to the gospel according to John, the fourth chapter, verse 21 through 24. I will be reading from the message version of the Bible. Here Jesus is speaking. Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the Father neither here at this mountain nor there in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. But the time is coming. It has, in fact, come. When what you are called will not matter and where you go to worship will not matter. It is who you are and the way you live that counts before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the father is out looking for. Those who are simply honest, them, honestly themselves before him in worship. God is sheer being itself spirit. Those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves in adoration. In this passage of scripture, Jesus is passing through Samaria on his journey to Galilee. It is here where he meets a woman. Many of us are familiar with this woman because we've heard the story about the woman at the well. In his conversation with this woman, as Jesus begins to tell her all about the sin in her life, she quickly diverts the conversation and she begins to converse with Jesus about spiritual matters. So she poses a question to Jesus. She wants to know who's got this right. Here's the question. She says, our ancestors worship God at this mountain. But you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place for worship, right? 
Now it is here in verse 20 that Jesus begins to lay out a clear roadmap for what everyday worship is supposed to look like. And he gives her the prerequisite for true worship. He says to the woman, but the time is coming. It has in fact come when what you're called will not matter and where you go to worship will not matter. In verse 23, Jesus says to the woman, what really counts in the sight of God is who you are and the way you live. Just as Jesus said to the woman at the well, the day has already come. I came by to tell you this morning that we are living in a time when it does not matter what you call yourself. Whether you call yourself Baptist or Pentecostal, Methodist, Evangelical, Charismatic, Lutheran, AME, it really doesn't matter. And it doesn't even matter if you call yourself an AKA or a Delta, a Q or an Alpha. Because when it comes to worship, when it comes to worshiping God in spirit and in truth, what matters is that you are able to connect with the spirit that is within you because you're identified as a child of the most high king. Then Jesus said to the woman that the day has already come when it does not matter where you go to worship. See, many of us today have uh, take, been taken out of our worship zone, the church. We have conditioned ourselves to only worship God in a corporate setting on Sunday mornings. Some of us had to readjust our thinking. You see, I believe God put us in the middle of a pandemic just so he could bring us to the realization that when he formed man from the dirt, he breathed inside of man that which he needed to connect with him in the spirit, no matter where he finds himself and no matter where he goes. Because God is a spirit, Jesus tells us that we must connect with him, worship him by way of the spirit that he placed down within us, that he breathed within us. Now we come to what really matters, the prerequisite for how we can worship God in the spirit. Jesus said to the woman, it is who you are and the way you live that count before God. So I want to urge you today to take inventory of your life. Right now is a good time to ask yourself, how am I living before God? 
The question that I must ask you is, can we engage in worship by the inbreathed spirit if we are out of the will of God and if our lives are tainted with sin? Now, that's a good question for you to answer. I just want to take just a few minutes and give you the road map to worship. The first stop on the road map to worship is who must worship? Jesus said, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. See, Jesus came that all mankind might have a heart and a mind to worship the true and living God. Mankind must connect in the spirit with the God of heaven and lift his voice in worship to the Father. The second step on the road map to worship is what does it really mean to worship? Worship means to Adore God for who he is. Worship means to reverence him and give him credit for all that he has done and all that he has promised to do. Worship means that when we come before him in worship, we ought not ask him for anything. But we should expect that every promise in his word shall come to pass. Jesus said to the woman at the well, God is looking for those who will be them their authentic selves when they come to worship before the king. So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that you don't have to be dressed up in your Sunday's best. But even when you're walking around in your house, lay aside every inhibition. And just open your mouth and start to worship in God. You can just tell him, oh, what a mighty God you are. Just tell him, Father, I adore you. God, my soul loves you today. Tell him, I thank you for the victories you've already won. And the battles that you're fighting for me, even right now. Tell him you are the all-powerful God. Tell him I bow before you because you're the majestic king. Now, if you really want to see the hand of God at work in your life, I dare you to release the weapon of worship. Because your weapon of worship allows God to be God in your life. It opens the door for him to be the kind and merciful God that he is. The great I am. The God who will supply your every need. Worship is what we have to invoke the presence of the sovereign and almighty God into our atmosphere.
in order that he might take over the disordered circumstances in our lives. I'm moving on to the third step on the road map. When should we worship God? We must have normal everyday worship. We have the opportunity and we should worship him any time of the day and any time of the night. When we pray, we ought to begin our prayer in worship with praise and thanksgiving. You see, I've learned to worship the Lord even in tough times. When it looks like everybody is in, in, in battle with me, at war with me, and it looks like I'm losing the battle on every side. I refuse to get dismayed. Because I know that if I begin to tell God how much I still love him. And if I tell him how glorious it is to be in his presence, then I know that I'm assured that I shall gain victory on the battlefield. Moving on to the fourth step. Where shall I worship? We are fortunate to live in a country where we're free to worship the Lord openly. So wherever it is decent and in order, we should worship the Lord. Wherever it is decent and in order, we should shower adorations unto our God. I'm moving on to the fifth step on the road map. How should we worship God? We must come before God in our true authentic selves. Jesus said, this is who the father is out looking for. People who are just who they are when they come in his presence. In order to worship the Lord in spirit, we must come into his presence with clean hands and a clean heart. So what does that mean? That means that we have to check how we live in. Now, there is a form of worship called praise. I like to think of this form of worship as the gate to the dwelling place of the King of Kings. It is praise that brings us into his courtyard. And it is worship, adoration, and reverence that keeps us connected to the King. Another form of worship is thanksgiving. When praise gets us to the gate in the dwelling place, we must enter into that gate with thanksgiving. I'm moving on because we've now heard the who, what, when, where, and how. So now I've got to tell you about the why. Why should we worship God? 
We must worship God because we, he created us to worship him. We must worship him because he is holy. Worship him because he's never failed us yet. We must worship him because he is our deliverer. Worship him because he's been with us every step of the way. How many of you can say I owe it to God to worship him because he walks with me and because he talks with me, because he tells me that I am his own. See, I know that if you worship him in the war, then rescue will be your reward. I came to tell you that if you worship him in the place of pain, he will award you within a place of abundance. If you worship him in the time of trouble, then God will give peace as your portion. If you exalt him when it's inconvenient, then God will carry you through the storm. I believe that if you worship him in the midst of your pain, then he will reveal to you a new purpose. God, my master. Oh God, I thank you today. We must worship God when we are weak and low because it is in worshiping him. Our spirits are connected to the power source. That is God, our Father. So in my conclusion today, I want to encourage you to follow the roadmap to everyday worship. Who must worship God? All men must worship God. What does it mean to worship God? We must adore him and reverence him. When should we worship God? We must always worship God in the good times, before the battle, during the battle, and when the battle is over. Where must we worship God? We must worship God everywhere we go. How must we worship God? We must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, why? Must we worship God? We must worship God because he created us to worship him. He breathed inside of us the spirit that gives us the means to communicate with him and to worship him. See, the spirit belongs to God. The Bible says that this old body shall return to the dust, but the spirit is going to return to him who gave it to us. So let us worship God because he created us to worship him. Most importantly and lastly, I want you to examine your life and determine who you are and how you're living before God so that you're able to connect with him in the spirit 
and worship him in spirit and in truth. God is due all the honor, all the praise, and all the worship. May God ever bless you.